1: hey Brendo, steve here hey larson and welcome back
2: to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen larson available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the twitch twitch.tv forward slash steven larson this weekend nothing going on on the twitch twitch.tv forward slash steven larson this is the following weekend where we got double or nothing correct but this coming weekend i am going to be in the los Angeles area and the enforcer and i are going to la fights at the ukrainian cultural center may 21st that's this coming saturday 2 p.m pacific so come out hang out with us uh it's always a fun like they they broadcast these like for free on youtube uh and it's sort of they're sort of the related to in a business sense gcw mm-hmm. so sometimes you'll get a little bit of crossover here and there later on that night there's a gcw show i don't think we're going to that one um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it should be a fun time. If y'all want to hang out and, and just say hi to me and the Enforcer, uh, we're going to be there hanging out. So, uh, come on. check. I think it's like 20, 25 bucks for a ticket. Something like Sounds that. like a deal. It's a, it's yeah. It, it's a pretty good deal right there. And, and you know us, Larson, we love do deals. I like matinee shows too. Oh, I love matinee shows. And then the next day we're going to go to Frankensons, uh, the giant, I don't know if it's called if it's considered a swap meet or just like a giant, vendor warehouse thing whatever it is they got a bunch of toys there and i want to go check them out so if you yeah. happen to be roaming around frankensons the next day you'll uh, see steve and between like 10 and noon something like that yeah uh you, you might see us look for the really tall guy and then, and the, then the, 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 the shorter guy next to him yeah like i'm not short but compared no, to him I'm short tiny. Term, yes yeah, yeah yeah uh anyway so that should be a good time on today's show, we're going to talk about AEW's Rampage, Friday's dab Smackdown, and tag title unification on the horizon, potentially. We'll see about that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about more MJF and his contract situation. It's a possibility there's some hot heat on him backstage. But first, let's talk mm. about this, Larson. Mm. Do you want to see Ric Flair in another match? Uh, No. Oh, man. You know what my interest level is in seeing another Ric Flair match? Minimal. Minimal. Yeah, that's right. So over the past month, Ric Flair has posted a couple of videos showing him doing some in-ring training with Jay Lethal, which naturally got the rumor mill going about whether the Nature Boy was getting ready for a return to the ring. Dave Meltzer discussed a rumor that Flair was going to tag with FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and another partner. Monday morning, PW Insider confirmed that Flair was preparing a one-night comeback where he'd take part in a multi-man tag match. PW Insider added that, quote, Flair is insistent that he wants to look good in the ring, so he's been heavily preparing and working out for the potential date. Larson, is there any chance that Flair can still look good in a match these days because flair has made the news official. He is going to step in the ring one last time on July 31st in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, he says he's, this is the last time if, if it goes well and he's happy
3: with his performance. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say he'd be like, no, let's run that back one more time. Mm-hmm. So on so forth. Um, I mean, I guess he can do what he wants to do, obviously. If he's clear, if he's medically cleared, Mm -hmm. to go in the... Here's the thing about a multi-man tag match, you know, where whether it's him and FTR, him and another tag team, whatever. Whoever the other tag team is can be doing like 85% of of the work. Mm -hmm. He'll get the tag in towards the end. He might, might, might take a bump. End of the match is him putting a figure four on somebody. Yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, you know he's not gonna be in there for ten minutes, right? You know, I would imagine. Um, I could be wrong. Don't know for sure, but I imagine that's how it would go. Again, like he's just a few years removed
2: from having some really serious health issues. Yeah, dude, that's what really he gives like me pause about it. You like know. nobody needs a Randy the Ram situation. No, and and I, it, it, yeah, it's kind of scary. Like, it look. Is. You go back and you look during the Attitude Era. You had, like, Mae Young and and Moolah doing crazy shit. And they were, like, super... I think they were older than Flair is now at Mm. the time. They were old doing Mm. that stuff. Mm. They were taking, like, power bombs through tables from the Dudley boys and shit like that. Um, But what you said is absolutely true. If if this was... If if he hadn't gone through such scary health things... And I know that, like, science and medicine are, like, super advanced these days. And, like, if they... If his doctors have cleared him and said, "Hey, this is a good idea. you could totally do this, go ahead and have at it. I guess that you know then who am I to say exactly no exactly. nobody's gonna listen to me anyways uh but I mean, I don't know man we saw we saw a couple of killer matches or at least one killer match at yeah. triple mania uh, with a couple of near septuagenarians. Mm-hmm. um. So, I don't know, like you said, it's a tag match. I don't know if he wants to look good. Maybe we'll see 10 minutes of Ric Flair, Maybe man. I don't know. Maybe
3: he'll do the full, he'll do He'll do the greatest hits. You know, he'll do the Could spot be. off the top rope where he gets launched off. we will do a flare flop. We'll get a Fargo strut. We'll get some
2: chops. So, the chops, the strut, those are easy. Like, maybe those a shin breaker fun. into a figure four. And I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine the bump's not a big deal. It's just, you know, just don't, don't. Don't stress yourself out too much. Don't put too much strenuous, you know, extra uh, 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 activity into this. Yeah, and I guess he should be fine. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, it it has a certain train wreck, uh, you know, mm. uh, appeal to mm-hmm. it, I suppose. But if they doll it up with the right amount of pageantry and, and and treat it with, you know, some respect, I guess it might not be an absolute disaster. Yeah. So that's good. Do we have any details in terms of like uh what the No, is
3: it's going to be at the Nashville Fairgrounds and they they got a ticket link on the Starcast site.
2: Oh, right, right. They did
3: this right. morning. So it seems to be in conjunction with
2: Oh, that's so I was listening to Starcast. uh I I was I I had 83 Weeks autoplay <laughs> for me after listening to something else. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I elected to hit 83 Weeks uh, but uh, it was a different guy that wasn't Conrad, and he was like Conrad's out discussing some very important business with Ric Flair. You guys will be very excited to hear what this is. Now I just put two and two together. Wow. That's the big Conrad news right there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Jorge here in chat says Ric Flair's gonna do a Phoenix Splash. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. You know what? You know what really bums me out though. I read the portion of Ric Flair's uh, autobiography. When he talked about getting the call from Vince that you're, you're going to retire on Monday. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't stand that aspect of WWE. I know. You know, know. they do plenty of business things and I'm like, eh, I'm not into that. But that's one that really bugs the shit out of me for them to say, hey, guess what? You're going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? That should be. That should be Vince's decision. Right. Um, 11 years since he's had a match. 11 years. 11 years. It's a while. He was old then. He was old then. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, that hopefully, hopefully he's he's safe and hopefully he's good. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, safety, very, primary
3: concern.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, I percent. mean, I, I just don't want people to watch something horrible happen in the room. No. Anyways, let's pivot to the the backstage shenanigans of contract situations, Larson. So, uh, fightful select, go check them out. They're great. They are great. He issued uh, a follow up over the weekend to their report that MJF was considering leaving AEW when his contract expired in 2024, adding that they hadn't, quote, outright heard on any contract negotiations between MJF and AEW, nor have they heard of any new contract being offered to MJF. Fightful has heard that there have been, quote, overtures, made towards MJF to initiate some contract talks. And one source told Fightful that Tony Khan told them that he would be willing to pay MJF comparable to other top stars. Fightful also offered up a glimpse of how MJF is being viewed backstage. Some sources told them that they felt MJF had quote, outperformed his current deal while others thought reworking MJF's current contract would set a bad precedent, though Fightful does note that several AW deals had been reworked, albeit with time added to the contract. Yeah, I think in, generally speaking,
3: in the sports world, that's generally how it's done. Like, if, mm-hmm. if someone, uh, you know, whether they're, they're sitting out or there's some sort of renegotiation that happens over uh, an existing deal, usually if they get a raise... Mm-hmm. there's extra time added to the deal. I think that's generally how it's done. There might be exceptions to that. Um, but for my, my recollection, in the larger sports world, not just to wrestling, but the kind of sports in general, that's usually how it works.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
2: um there's some more here grapsities will washington talked further about how mjf was perceived backstage saying in these transcripts come to you via wrestlingnews.co larson would you like to read these sure i can do
3: that so uh will said quote i asked multiple people around in aew i did get one person who gave me a quote they said i would be free to use so basically there's not a whole lot of people on mjf side of this i am gathering the one thing i heard from somebody that said Look, his deal is his deal. Changing the terms of an existing deal while in the middle of it would set a horrible precedent. And if he wants new money, then sign a new deal. Uh, Will continues, the idea I gave, what they're saying here is, yeah, MJF is in the middle of his deal. uh, Sorry, MJF in the middle of his deal can simply uh, say, actually, I'm actually worth this now. Granted, again, Will saying, I think he is. But they're like that would stop anybody. Uh, what would stop anybody else from wanting to change the terms of the deal in the middle of it and not sign a new deal? Uh, and also said the source, uh, Tony would be a fool to give him any more money without the guarantee of more years. Of course, if Tony gives up something on this new deal, there would have to, he would have to get something. And so yeah, you sign a new deal. He's got to tack it on a few more years to make it happen.
2: Uh, he says, and he oh, still. Yeah. It still. It sounds like he still wants his free agency in twenty twenty. You know.
3: If, if MJF thinks that his, while his value is, obviously, and I think it is too, far greater than the deal he signed three years ago. Which it probably most definitely Oh, yeah. Is. I mean, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would think <laughs> I mean, by several I mean, factors it is, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, honestly, let's be, let's be clear. And it's funny because I even did, like, this is the most basic stupid thing. But I even went on Google Trends to see yeah. what's the difference between CM Punk and MJF. And it's minimal. In like terms the, the, of in terms the, of
3: search traffic and stuff, yeah. In
2: terms of search traffic, it's minimal.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 the case can definitely be made, and, and it's a case that I would support that he has outperformed his contract by a long shot.
2: <laughs> like, I don't. It's funny that Tim Preston here in chat says he's on sixty thousand dollars a year. Now, I would, I would highly doubt that. I know Tim's just joking here, yeah. but. It's probably not that far off because it was a brand new thing. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but like wrestlers, especially the new, the pillars, none of the pillars were going to be making 000, 000 a million no, dollars a year or no. even half a million a year, probably or even not. close to that, to be no, honest with no, you. No. I would be surprised. I would be, sh- I would be actually kind of shocked if any of the pillars made more than 200,000 a yeah. year on their, on their base deal. I would yeah,
3: I, I would be surprised too. I would be surprised too. Um, you know, and it, as, as great as MJF probably thinks his value is n- is now, in two years it could be even higher. <laughs> Sixty
2: thousand. Sixty thousand. I don't know why that figure <laughs> specifically makes me laugh. So,
3: so <laughs> if if he thinks he can get more money if he waits two years rather than signing a, a, a an extension now for more money, then yeah, that makes sense from him for him from a business perspective to do that.
2: It's not Absolutely. like he wrestles a lot. No. I mean, the one thing look, he's young. You do you ha- always have to be concerned about injury. I mean, that's why athletes Obviously. Uh, across the world of sports want that money now. Yeah. Uh, because tomorrow you can get injured. Any freak accident, you could be training and you can get injured. Yeah. Um, and this dude, he gives it as all. When the pay-per-views come around, granted, there's only four years, but when the pay-per-views come around or the big themed event episodes yeah, where yeah. he – he gives it his all, absolutely. He gives it his all. the blood and guts. He gave it his all. the Darby Allen match. Oh my yeah, god, the dog collar match. Yeah, the dog collar match. Totally, totally. Um, so he he gives it his all. As far as the the Will Washington source, man, you need to stay out of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. You need to sit back and hopefully, you know what? Because here's the thing: if MJF reworks his deal, if he gets the leverage to do that, guess what? Then you need to step up. Mr. Source at AEW and you need to find that leverage too. You need to start outperforming your deal and then you can get the MJF money. And I'm not talking about the 60000 a year that he's making, right? Now. <laughs> Could you imagine if he's making 60000 hey, And on top of that, he's a bad guy. So theoretically, like, his merch doesn't sell that great. Although he's got
3: a ton – not a ton, but he's got several shirts. I would not be surprised if his shirts sell all right, especially they for pro-
2: They probably do pretty – yeah, he's the heel that everybody wants to. I think yeah, so. You see I, all those scarves so. out there and shit. I think so. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I Look – the, the hater's going to hate. You got people back there. Most people are on, on not on J Listen, you need to stay out of his business. That's his business, what he makes, and that's his business, what his contract negotiations are. Um, but uh, and, the, and the thing is, the more money he makes, then that's potentially more money other people can step that is, up and then That make. is
3: true. If, if you know, uh, amongst the pillars, if he's the first one to sign a new deal mm-hmm. and they get a new TV deal that's worth a ton more money, mm-hmm. guess what? P- possibility exists. Everybody's going to make more. I know. And and potentially substantially more. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Jimmy Thomas says, You want more money without an extension? People in hell want ice water. (laughs) Flat says, All 60,000 of it. That's his business. (laughs) Oh, man. For that scarf of his, he had to pay an entire two week salary. (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm cracking up, man. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be honestly, you know, we got it on the thumbnail. It's literally MJF with a with a wall of fire behind him because this kind of shit's funny. The backstage heat. But uh, you know, man. I mean, they need to they need to leave that alone. This guy is bringing you. This guy is bringing just as much money to the company. This guy, in terms of if he's making sixty thousand. He's making a lot more money for the company than CM Punk is because he's just as featured and he's making a hell of a lot less than CM yep, Punk is. Yep.
3: Yep. No, I, yeah, so, I, I'm not. So
2: everybody be, should be lining up to kiss that ring of MJFs, Larson. That's what I say. Not gonna besmirch anybody for, for getting the best deal for themselves, you know. Trying to give it's like when people are complaining <laughs> it's like when people complain about McDonald's employees wanting more money. Let them get more money. That's a shit job. They're probably making around, you know, they they want to make that MJF money, that $60,000 yeah. a year. Let yeah. them make that money. Heck yeah. God ah, yeah. damn. who the dudes serving your chicken nuggets, man? They, they deserve a lot more money than they're making, that's oh, for heck sure. yeah, you got that Having right. people throw food at them and stuff. Yeah. No, they deserve way more money. All right, man, let's dive into AEW Rampage. I thought both Friday shows, to be honest with you, are actually pretty fun, man. Yeah. Uh, I thought Rampage was, uh, was quite a bit of fun. And I thought uh, I thought SmackDown was there pretty was, fun too.
3: Yeah, SmackDown especially was was a marked improvement over what we've seen in some of the previous weeks. It 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 really I mean, was. Last week's show, I literally got through in like fifty minutes because there was mm-hmm. s- yeah. so little to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's still a lot of, of of recaps and stuff in SmackDown. This was this week, but it was a far more substantial show than the previous week. But yeah, Rampage was a lot of fun, a lot of good wrestling, some story advancement. Hmm. Um. So let's talk about the, the main event first because, obviously, it's the main event. They kind of had a story beat going on here. So, Oh, yeah. You had Kazarian. He won a TNT title shot against Sammy. Scorpio Sky says, let me win it first. You get the first crack mm-hmm. at it once I get the belt back. Of course, Scorpio Sky wins. And he, he says, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to give you the first shot, Kazarian. Mm-hmm. So they have their match. You get interference from Lambert and Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky wins. Um and uh, afterwards, Scorpio Sky is, is, is acting like he is completely unaware of said interference until Kazarian tells him. And then he gets in a little bit of a, 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 a heated exchange with Ethan Page. Ethan Page tells him, whose team are you on? And then Scorpio Sky blasts Kazarian with the title, and then commentary is saying, oh, this was all a swerve on Men of the Year's part. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping they were going for okay. Scorpio Sky feels like he's in a, a tight spot. Mm-hmm. He's got his friend for, you know, two decades, whatever, in Kazarian, and then he's got his his new friends now, and he's getting pulled two different ways. And so impulsively, he just kind of sticks with his new friends at the expense of his yeah. old friend. Yeah. But when commentary threw in that bit about, oh, this is all a, a swerve, I'm like, Scorpio Sky was getting over as a face. There's a potential yeah. to do something. Really good there, yeah. And it's gonna be a bummer if this is just all it was, you know. Where it's just okay, we're gonna tease a heel turn, which really could have gone somewhere, just to have him be a heel again. And then yeah, you have Sammy face, coming in,
2: te- tease a face turn and, yeah, yeah. And you have Sammy come in yeah. and get
3: involved at the end too, and like, I'm like, I, I'm not
2: gonna. I, right now, he's not. Believe, Sammy's not believable as a face. You know, dude, we talk about having to deprogram ourselves sometimes from the WWE way of doing things mm-hmm. because oftentimes AEW does things different. They give us sometimes what we want. WWE sometimes they'll tease something and they'll they'll have totally. Finn and AJ, you know, in the same company. They won't touch them for you know they won't let them talk to each other for for six years. Six, much, six years, to say yeah. for
3: one one instance, yes.
2: AEW is still wrestling. There are certain tropes in wrestling that you know, generally speaking, you're going to adhere to. And and one of them in this case seemed to come to fruition. And that's these guys are still kind of new as a group. Relatively speaking, Scorpio Sky isn't just going to go back to being a good guy now because they're still a team and they're, they probably have longer plans for them than that. Um, yeah, I know. I, I felt the same way. I thought there was probably some more interesting stories they could tell. With Sky being, you know, sort of um, a guy looking to bring more respect to his title. The Sammy thing is kind of interesting. Because I kind of, I'll be honest, as far as Sammy Gavor is concerned. Number one, that jacket he wears is awesome. It is a great jacket. (laughs) It's a really cool looking jacket. But number two, I don't know. I mean, I... I feel like it was weird. Like everybody hated him because he was like a, trying to be, a, trying to act like a good guy. But him and Ty were together and people just sort of hate on that. And they're kind of obnoxious, anyways. But now that he's leaning into being a bad guy, sort of people are kind of getting maybe into it again. Because number one, the guy, you can't deny he puts on phenomenal matches. And yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes that's kind of all people care about. Yeah. But like. I don't know. Sometimes you just have to stop acting like you give a shit for people to actually start liking you. And so, like, him being a bad guy is him not giving a shit. And that sort of makes people like him again. So That's he's going to be in the face again. It's entirely possible. So, because I find it more palatable as, a, as whatever this version of Sumikvor is. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the Sky thing is concerned, yeah, they're still kind of newish. They were going to be back together. We probably should have seen that coming. But, you know, we were hoping for something a bit more interesting Definitely. than. Than this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Sky seems to be really into what he's doing, and maybe honestly, so much of it was just Lambert's annoying when he talks too much. And they have been letting Paige has been talking a lot more. Yeah. Sky's been talking a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that balance will be better and they'll be more palatable as a group. I use that word twice now. They'll be more interesting as a group if Lambert just sort of shuts up a little bit more. Like you know, he doesn't have to be quiet the entire time. Just punch, use Lambert to punctuate things, mm-hmm. not to be the only guy with the microphone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll, they have plans. I mean, if if the the story eventually leads to Scorpio Sky versus Ethan Page, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just yeah. Just don't know what, what the plan is. Yeah, don't know. Yeah.
0: But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I. Or download the app today.
2: Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Otherwise, I thought uh, I thought it was fine. I'm trying to think. <laughs> the gun... I didn't realize that the gun club and the acclaim together would be something that would tickle me so much. Yeah. I thought that little segment with them was hilarious with Billy Gunn shouting down everything his sons say and loving everything the acclaimed say, mm-hmm. even though it's like no different. It's like just their stuff that they're that. they're oh, into yeah. It's, and it's like
3: he's hearing it all for the first time again, you know,
2: right? And his sons are just trying to recycle DX. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Um yeah, I mean, otherwise that's kind of that was that was a relatively big story beat at the end there. It kicked off with Death Triangle uh, versus Butcher Blade and Mark Quinn. Of course, these guys are whenever there's a feud, you wheel out these guys to take some take some losses here. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, stuff going on here. We got a, a Mark Quinn. I'm sorry, Pack hitting Mark Quinn with a Black Arrow. To get the win here, after Lucha Bros take out Butcher and Blade with some suicide dives, of course, Death Triangle currently they're in a thing with the uh, the, the House of Black. Mm-hmm. So lights go down, they come back out. Uh, come back up, rather. House of Black is surrounding the ring. Lights go down again. They come back up. House of Black is gone. This is the most WCW Thunder segment. It really is. Because it just reiterates I know. what's going on with these guys without anything substantial you know, to there's it. But couple the match th- was
3: fun. It was. It was. And, and it'd be interesting to know where this feud between Death Triangle and House of Black would be had Phoenix not gotten hurt. And then, of course, Pac, he's traveling back and forth. Yeah, right. You know, from the United Kingdom to the States. You know, who uh, Who knows? this this feud could have been over now mm-hmm. yeah had it not be, been for you know some circumstances so mm-hmm. you know i'm, I'm sure they're trying that's probably why they got fuego involved or like we need something to fill this I'm sorry to kind of fill this gap here mm-hmm. um and i guess they chose fuego for for those purposes but uh you know to try to keep this feud in people's minds while phoenix wasn't there maybe pack wasn't there
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that that got totally totally could be the case uh
3: after that we had sean spears versus bear boulder um so this is all uh showing that sean spears can beat someone much larger than himself uh in advance of his match against wardlow in a cage uh so uh the finish of this saw uh, bear boulder gets sean spears in the corner he's looking for some punches in the corner like uh spears gets his hands up he's blocking the punches sticks his thumb in bear boulder's eye hits the c4 for the win and then just hits him with a chair a bunch.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's, you know, this is not really the equivalent of fighting Wardlow, but he'll probably find that out soon enough. Uh, after that, we had a Tony Nice Mark Sterling interview. Uh, Sterling was like, uh, <clears throat> now he's he's got the neck brace thing on because of the yeah. table spot. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? He's like, nope, the match against Hookhausen is not happening because it was announced him and Nice are going to be in a tag match against Hookhausen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm a lawyer, not a wrestler. It's not happening. Wardlow put me through a table. Sorry, Tony, but this isn't happening. And he says, no, listen, it's fine. We're going to do this. He says, I destroyed Dan Housen in record time, and Hook tried to ruin my celebration in my hometown. He says, it's fine. I can beat them both by myself. And he says, uh, put 10,000. On us to win.
3: Because they're gonna, it's in Vegas.
2: Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they're in Vegas. Bet on us.
3: Yeah. And then Mark Stilling's like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Um, too, then, good. then we got Riho versus Ruby Soho in a Owen tournament oh, quarterfinal this was bout. This is a lot of fun. This was a good this match. This match was good, man. It it was this was, really was a good, really good match. Yeah. It was physical. Uh, a lot of great spots. A lot of great sequences in the end. Uh, Ruby's going for a Blade Runner. Riho counters that into a crucifix bomb. That gets her a two-count uh uh, Ruby hits and uh, uh, counters a running knee with an up kick. Saito suplex that gets her a two, and then Ruby hits a super kick and eventually a Blade Runner to get the win. I like her 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 take on the Blade Runner is a little different from how Jay White does it.
2: Right? Yeah. yeah it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, it looks great, man. Uh, after that, we have the Gun Club and the Acclaim. They have a meeting. Uh, Billy is leading this meeting. He says, "Now they're all together. We're what they call a faction." He says, I think we could be pretty great as a person who knows all about factions. <clears throat> he says, but we need we need a hand gesture, guys. We need a hand gesture. And the gun kid's like, oh, I've got a dad, dad, father. I've got an idea. What if we take our hands like this? And then we point them. And he's like, nope, that's not going to work. Of course, mm-hmm. we're talking about the crotch chop. Yeah. Uh, and it claims like I, I an or, uh, like, I have an idea. Or what's his face? Caster's like, I have an idea. Or was the other one? Owen, uh, Bowen says, I've got an idea. And he's like, what about scissors? And they're like, that's Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I love that. That's great. And then, you know, the gun club offers up, we got two words for you, Bill. He says, that'll never get over. That'll never get over as a catchphrase. Yeah, Yeah. that'll never get over. And then the acclaims, uh, Max Caster says, what about, hey, yo, listen. And he's like, I love it. That's great. Mm -hmm. And he says, all
3: right, guys, come on. And they all do the scissors thing. Well, he says, I use my influence to get you all a match.
2: Oh, oh, that's right. They were like, is it on Rampage? No. Is it on uh, Dynamite? No. On Elevation. Elevation. And they're like, yay. And they all do the scissors
3: thing. Yeah, it was pretty. It was goofy. It was really funny. It was funny. So then we got uh, Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, Kira Hogan, Mark Sterling interview. Um, And so uh, Jade, of course, tells Tony to cut the shit. Tells the cameraman to shoot the batty section. And and Tony says, sorry tonight, I can't cut it because Hikaru Shida was injured in the street fight. Kayfabe explanation why she's not going to be in her, uh, have her match against Red Velvet in the Owen tournament. And uh, Jade's like, well, that's not bad news. Tell him why, Mark Sterling. And uh, he's like, well, uh, here's uh, our position. Since Sheeta can't wrestle, Red Velvet should advance to the next round. No match. No match. And then Shivani says, well, unfortunately, that's not the case. Tony Khan has a replacement for Sheeta. Red Velvet will face Chris Statlander. In the quarterfinal round, then later comes out to the ramp.
2: Oh, man, breaking news. Maggie just gifted her (gasps) 666th sub to Rob Zerver. By the way, tonight, twitch.tv forward slash MF Steve here. I'm going to debut Steve Thunder's new theme song, Sad Last Days, and it's by the Rob Zerver. This is the best theme song in all of pro wrestling, Carson. Steve, sponsor that to me when we're done. Sent to me. You got to tune in tonight, man. No, sent to me. 7 p.m. Pacific. Sent to me. 10 p.m. Eastern. You can find out with everybody else. Sent to me. Scorpio, Sky, and Frankie Kazarian had thank you, their. Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Had their pre match interview. Uh, Sky is interrupted by Paige saying, Sky's already ready. Uh, sorry, he's always ready. The question that should be asked is why Kazarian even got a title shot. And Sky says, You know what, man? It's because I'm a man of my word. And, uh, and then Lambert starts talking to Kaz says, hey, nobody asked Page and Lambert a question. This is the last I heard is a one-on-one match. Sky says, I'm going to put some respect on the TNT title. And tonight that starts. And he tells Page and Lambert to sit this one out. Of course they didn't. We had that no. match next. And, uh, and Kaz basically gets blasted by Page with the TNT title uh, while the ref is distracted. And, uh, and so uh, Sky is able to pick up the win here. And then afterwards, Kaz is like, "What the hell? What's going on with this?" He just blasts me a title. Sky's like, "What? What?" He goes over to Page. He's like, "Man, did you do this? Did you do this?" What? And Page's like, "Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it." Do you think that Sky's gonna go off on Page instead? Yeah. Kills Kazarian with that title. Yeah. And then eventually, uh, Sammy. Sammy Guevara.
3: The and then Men of the Year Lambert flee. It's 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 amazing that Kazarian still moves so darn well up for wrestling for like twenty five years.
2: Same with Sky. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. they are so, they are good, man. They are so good. I know. Yeah, was- that, um, that, uh, I don't know what you call it when you, like, yank somebody in, you sort of springboard somebody oh, yeah, in the slingshot the apron. cutter. The slingshot cutter, yeah. The yeah. sell on oh. that from Scorpio Sky
3: was amazing. Oh,
2: it was beautiful.
3: I mean, yeah. Um, the, the, both these guys wrestling for 15, 20 years and still moving and wrestling out there like they, they're five years in the business. Blows my it's mind. It's crazy.
2: It's crazy. Uh, let's talk about tag title unification. Sure. So uh, this is going down now, thanks to a segment on SmackDown where it was confirmed. Uh, well, the match is confirmed. down.
3: I'd be surprised okay, if down on
2: SmackDown. Right, exactly. So the match is happening on SmackDown this coming Friday. Yes. What are the odds that we're actually going to get tag team Unification? Or is this going to be inside Hell in a Cell, which I think would be probably more appropriate, given that this is the top feud right now in WWE?
3: So on SmackDown, I, it's two percent botched that a unification happens.
2: Yeah, so
3: it'll be a situation where it looks like RK Bro is going to win. Roman comes out, DQ. Now the question is, then you'd think, okay, well you set something up, you got to follow through on it. You, RK Bro wants to unify those titles. Apparently, the Usos do too. Roman is the one who instigated this whole thing, telling the Usos to do it. So it seems like mm. he wants to do it. He even mentioned that mm. again on Friday. Yeah, Everything's there to have some sort of unification. Will it happen? I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to see these titles unified. In fact, I would be fairly surprised if... Not fairly. I would be kind of surprised if it ever actually happened. Last I heard, I think Nelson mentioned last week... That they have no plans to unify the bills. Of course, things can change. Sometimes Meltzer doesn't get the best information,
2: too. Yeah, all of that is true. All of that is is that's all possibilities. It's entirely possible they still don't know what they want to do. Again, entirely possible. It's possible they have concrete plans. It's possible these plans include teasing unification and not doing it. It's entirely possible these plans include walking a finish on cable TV so that you can build to a pay per view for a hot hot match where unification actually happens. Yeah, those are all possibilities, and I don't I don't have an answer as to which one I think is more likely.
3: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, well, it, uh, see, I'll uh, put it this way: we get this one point in real quick. Yeah. So right now, Roman's not advertised for Hell in a Cell. Apparently, he got pulled from the the poster. Uh, Apparently, it's not advertised for the show. So, if we're thinking this match happens again on pay per view with another wonky finish, well, if it is, it's not going to be because of Roman.
2: What would kind of. So, the scenario that they would talk about unification so much months and then not do it. You know how Vince is. He doesn't like talking about things unless it's going to happen. You
3: see, I know, I know, but just with Backlash, they at first advertised Brock Lesnar was going to be there. Didn't happen. They advertised for weeks we were getting unification match. Didn't happen.
2: Well, wait, Lesnar at Backlash? He was advertised initially to be at Backlash. He was, like, on the poster yeah. for it. Yeah, okay, but that's, like, if they don't bring it up in storyline on TV... Then I don't, I don't. I never consider that advertising. I, if it's not brought up on TV, I don't consider it advertising because they do that shit all the time. They're probably still advertising John Cena to show up at shows. Maybe. The larger point. The larger
3: point is, you know, uh, 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 they'll even if it's an advance promotion for shows, they'll give the idea something's going to happen, not do it. And it just seems like, it's, especially this list last month, far more in recent memory, it happened specifically the tag unification thing. Because usually when they go to that extent to set something up, it happens. Yeah, for the yeah. reason you mentioned, because yeah. Vince has a history of of, of if he says something's going to happen, he wants to deliver on it.
2: Mm-hmm. But it just be it would be weird to me because you know, like it even goes back to when Brock first teased, "Let's do title for title Roman." At that point, you and I are both like, "Oh, then that's happening. They're going to do that." And the second Roman came out and teased. Tag title unification, my I went to the exact same place. Like, oh, this is going to happen. And the idea that if again, if Melter was correct in saying that the tag title unification of Backlash was planned to be advertised for Backlash, and then the plan was to pull that and change it to a six man, they might just be trying to build this so that it's a big big deal. And I can't think of a bigger deal. Besides doing it at like, you know, like a stadium show like Money in the mm-hmm, Bank. Mm-hmm. But having it be the cornerstone of Hell in a Cell. I could be completely well, wrong. Especially about that. especially if Roman's not on the card. I know. Because the next biggest thing is is RK Bro. Like they are the, you know, maybe Seth and Cody. That's a big deal too. But um but, yeah, I don't know. I could see this being at, at Hell in a Cell. And I am doubtful that it's actually going to, we're going to get tag title unification. I think you're right. I think the Usos are going to be on the verge of losing, and then Roman's going to come out and make sure that they, you know, it, it gets yeah. De- yeah, it gets DQ'd. Um, so, uh. So yeah. That being said, uh, I thought SmackDown was actually, we mentioned this earlier, I thought it was a pretty fun show. I was surprised. I'm like, what the hell's happening right now? Raw and SmackDown are pretty decent in the same week. It's kind of a rare situation. I thought specifically um, Ronda Rousey with the title, at least week one, was uh, for the third time I'm using in this episode palatable. I thought because all she had to do was come out, get on the mic, say open challenge time. And then you got Raquel Rodriguez coming out. They had a pretty good match. I thought that it was a good matchup. It was a good showing for Raquel. Like she dominated 90% of the bout. Mm-hmm. It was a really good showing for her. Ronda was able to, to to eke out what was it, like a tap out win. Um, roll up, roll up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It wasn't even a tap out; it was a roll up. Made her make her look pretty good there. Um, backwards and uh, and no, I mean just as far as week one, I can't speak to any feuds that she's going to be in when she has to talk a lot more. That's probably where it's going to fall apart. Yeah. But week one, I thought this was pretty entertaining for Ronda Rousey, man.
3: Yeah, as you mentioned, palatable. I think that's, that's the word because, yeah, I mean, it was basically she talked a little trash about Charlotte, I'm champ now, Open Challenge. And that was it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it took like, I don't know, two minutes, two and a half minutes. Yeah. And yeah, that's fine. It's when there's these extended promo or interview uh, segments that it was too much.
2: They can't get too ambitious with her on the mic. No. They really can't. No. It just it falls apart and turns and into. And I always
3: stuff. like this when they do the open challenge stuff, and we, we we learn a little bit about the inner workings of how answering the open challenge works. So after I love when they do Ronda that. Ronda and Raquel have their match. We go backstage and Shotzi is asking Adam Pierce, like I it should have been me. Yeah, I should have been out there. That was supposed to be my title shot. Raquel pushed me out of the way. She got out there first. I want a title shot. Then Leah steps in and is like, you locked me in the locker room. To keep mm-hmm. me from answering the challenge and they just kinda of argue, so you assume that's gonna set something up at some point. Um, but because I remember for a number of I feel like years, you're like, what is the mechanics backstage of people answering the open challenge? Is it literally just whoever sprints through that curtain first? Yeah, what We've
2: had it? little yeah, we've had little hints here and there. Yep. You know, when they've done this before. Is it a mad um, scramble backstage and just whoever, you know, gets out there, sprints, gets through that curtain first, gets it? I think didn't they do that once where like you see somebody come out and then somebody and like uh, Sammy sprints past him yeah, yeah, or yeah, Sammy yeah, yeah, was doing yeah, yeah. somebody sprints past him or something like that. Kevin, oh, I forgot what it was, but uh, I always love when they give us a little glimpse of what happens in Kfabe off camera. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, me too. Um, another pretty big development here. The feud between Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin, happy Corbin, has been kicked up a notch. Corbin put a chair around Madcap's neck and then uh, crushed it with uh with the andre yeah. uh, uh, trophy which yeah. michael cole said uh was 100 pounds or more um so a uh, madcap moss probably being written off at least for a week or two you would think i think so this seems like a pretty significant in universe in kayfabe injury mm-hmm. but you know sometimes that could be a month sometimes it could be like a week so who yeah. knows yeah yeah who knows uh, I guess we can jump right into it.
3: The show opened up with an RK Bro promo. Orton's talking about how he and Riddle are excited to be there, but they're also sick of chasing the Usos and uh, and having their bid for title unification being denied. He says, it's obvious the Usos don't have the balls to make decisions for themselves. Roman is the one who makes decisions for the Bloodline. Riddle says, I got to give Roman props. I thought we had the match one at Backlash until he came in and speared me. He says, but I'm really good at seeing patterns. And I see that every time the Usos can't handle their business, Roman comes in and handles it for him. Parley foreshadowing what's going to happen next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Orton says, yeah, we're sick and tired of that. We want, no, we demand uh, to become the undisputed tag team champions of the world. And then Orton says, Roman, come out to
2: my ring. Yeah, he's been there for a long time. Yep. So uh, instead, Sami Zayn wearing a Bloodline shirt comes out, which if there is a god he will get us at least one entrance of the bloodline with Sami Zayn. I was hoping, hoping
3: that he would have the shirt and, like, tape a picture of himself, like
2: somewhere on it you know? oh somebody make the ww.com. shop wwe just make, make that. that make that oh please. man so anyway sammy comes down he asks rk bro he says do you understand how things work here on smackdown do you think you can snap your fingers and roman's just going to come out as locker room leader i'm happy to address this situation on roman's behalf which immediately you're like oh that's a bad idea sammy he says uh he says uh i think i speak for roman the smackdown locker room the wwe universe when I say nobody wants to see a tag title unification match, RK Bro doesn't want to see it because you'll lose. Uh, RK Bro has a good thing going, so I suggest that you take your titles and you go back to Raw and not come back. Mm-hmm. And Orton asks Sammy if he's Roman's errand boy. Riddle says I'm going to call Sammy Rusty because your hair is the color of rust. It's a stupid bit. Uh, Sammy says my name's not Rusty. It's Sammy Zane. The luck, lo- because the crowd's all giving him shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says uh, it's Sammy Zane, the locker room leader. And what I'm about to say is not a threat. But you should really think about how you talk about Roman and the bloodline. The last person who disrespected the bloodline was Nakamura, and I personally handled it. And Orton says, uh, Sammy, you're not, uh, he says, you're not an errand boy. You're actually making decisions for the bloodline. And Sammy says, I don't have an official title. And Orton says, you know, it's cool that you're making calls and getting things done. He says, uh, I'm not out there. uh, uh, What is this? He's not out there running his part he's a vital know. part of SmackDown. oh yeah yeah i don't i don't know what anyways right he pumps sammy part. up he says yeah, yeah. you're a shot caller make the match how about this riddle versus sammy and if uh if we win we get our tag title unification match and sammy's kind of hesitant he's like okay uh fine let's do it but not tonight we're not going to do it tonight maybe in a week or two let me talk to amen and roman we'll yeah. get this all figured out and pierce comes I- out and he's like no 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 he says uh everyone wants to see this match between you and riddle so it's going to happen right now, and then we get that match.
3: I think it was uh, – Orton says, you're not just out here running your mouth. I don't know where part came from. Oh, okay. I think because when I was trying to write mouth, I heard him say part. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah.
2: No, it was fine. I'm sure people got it.
3: Maybe, I guess so. Anyways, then we had uh, that match, Riddle versus Sammy Zayn. This match was a lot of fun. Yeah, no,
2: dude, man, Riddle and Sammy saying <laughs> nothing beats nothing beats Riddle's V trigger out of nowhere at the very end of the episode. But this oh, match yeah. was <laughs> this Yeah, that was great. And Roman Sullivat both pain was, and the night was great. That was one of my favorite, most unexpected moments. I loved it. Uh this match is terrific. Of course, both these guys are just honest to God. Still terrific wrestlers. wrestlers. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh in the end though, uh we had uh uh Sammy getting hit with a bro Derek. From Riddle for so the win. Sammy tried the, the the
3: countout bit like he did with Nakamura. So with Nakamura mm-hmm. he hit him with a Haluva kick and got the out win. This time he rams Riddle into the ring post, throws him over the keep area. Riddle beats the 10 count. And yeah, eventually hits Bro Derek to get the win. Then we go backstage. lines watching. And Roman asks Heyman, Why is RK Bro on my show? I already smashed him. They must be desperate. And Jay says, Yeah, we whipped them at Backlash. Now they're out here talking trash. And Jimmy says, "Yeah, they're all, not just that. They're just disrespected us, talking trash about Roman, um, saying that we can't do anything on our own. But we do this for the family. We do it for the bloodline. Tonight, we do it for the tribal chief." And Roman goes, "Yeah," and we're gonna give him our answer. Learn mm-hmm. that made of it.
2: Yeah, backstage, Shinsuke walks up to Sammy, tells him Roman's ahead of the table, but Sammy is the table's ass. Laughs at him and then leaves. Uh, Then we got a Ronda Rousey promo, where she basically says, I want to be a fighting champ. Open challenge time. Uh, uh, Raquel Rodriguez answers. says, I might be new to SmackDown, but what better way to be known than to be champ and to be honored to step in the ring with a legend like you. But tonight, I'm going to be one making history. And then we get that match. And like you said, Raquel Rodriguez pretty much dominates most of this. Uh, Raquel, in the end, looks for a powerbomb. Ron is able to counter that with a backwoods to get the win there. And at the end, they both show respect. They shake hands and, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, you're good. No, you're good.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we mentioned the bit with Shotzi uh, with uh, Adam Pierce, getting the mechanics of how these open challenges work. Uh, then we get a Mad Cat Moss interview, and he says, uh, the win at Backlash was by far the biggest win of my career. He says, Corbett is powerful, physically imposing. He can really wear you down with his terrible personality. He says, uh, you know, if Corbin had just stood across from me and told the story about how much its watch costs, I would have tapped out from boredom. But in the end, he beat him. He says, my WWE career is just starting. I want to start him. He talks about a bunch of things he wants to do, starting a mixed tag team with Sasha Banks called Madcap Boss. He says, I want to climb the ladder when May the Bank replaced uh, championship belts with tile suspenders. And then Corbin hits the ring, attacks Moss from behind with the chair, and then brings in the Andre Trophy. More shots with the chair, wraps the chair around Moss's neck slams a trophy on the legs of the chair
2: yeah I thought the actual like promo bit was just too written you know was, sometimes really you was. can tell somebody's just given a bunch of shit to say and then he I has know. to go out there and try to make convincing this is an example of that you know and honestly like we haven't talked about those all like I can't remember too many of those recently like I feel like they're they're at least presenting the promos a bit more genuine recently yeah
3: and I think the issue with this promo was they're kind of towing a line between keeping a little bit of what madcap moss was doing
2: yeah right Yeah, without
3: being so corny about purposely corny about it yeah where he's trying to tell like jokes are legit jabs Mm -hmm. and not just corny dad jokes essentially
2: you Mm know there is a span of time like i don't know a year or two years ago when it was there were so many of these awful scripted promos in a row and it was just, it was unbearable. But they've sort of gotten away from that, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Natalia and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Naomi. This was for the uh, tag titles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a good match, too. It was a fun pal. Uh Of course, Sasha Banks and Naomi get the win here after Natalia looks for a sharpshooter on Naomi. She's able to reverse it into a backwoods for the win. Uh, after that backstage, we've got Ricochet. Stepping up to Drew Gulak about his match with Gunther.
3: Giving him some advice.
2: Yeah. Drew says, uh, you know, last few weeks have been an absolute nightmare. He says, can I get some advice, please? Ricochet says, you know what, man? I can relate. But if I had given up when things were tough, I wouldn't have this Intercontinental Championship title right now, now." which, by the way, has not been defended on pay-per-view for like a year. More than a year. Yeah. He says, uh, if you want to be the best version of yourself, the only person that control that is you. And Drew says, you know what? You're right. It's real pepped up from that. He says, this version of myself won't let Gunther chop me down to size. This Drew Gulak is going to put Gunther in his place. And Drew uh, and Ricochet is like, all right, man. Well, good luck with that. So so Drew goes walking around the corner, and Gunther and Marcel Bartel, they yell, yeah, Larson, go ahead. How, how did Marcel
3: Bartel do, know anything that Drew just said? Because it wasn't See, like it's it was like, just around the corner. He had to walk a little bit.
2: It's the, it's the Cody gif. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cody's there, so he taught him. How, he teaches people how to do that. So yeah, he stay, he goes around the corner, and like you said, it was a little walk. It's here. a little bit of a walk, yeah. And Bartel says, "So, exactly, what do you want to do to the ring, And then Drew's about to walk away. Walter grabs his shirt, rips it off, and almost chops him through the goddamn door. Yeah. this was fucked up. It was pretty
3: great. He looked great.
2: like he was he looked like he had internal injuries, yeah. man. He was sitting there. Ah! Yeah.
3: It was a massive chop. Massive. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was great. It was really. I'm I'm you know, I'm not into the name change. At least they're leaning into the chops.
2: They're leaning it, dude, honestly. Like if it wasn't for I don't this dude ain't going to beat Roman for anything. He might end up being Ricochet. If Ricochet sticks around, if Ricochet gets back in the Drew Gulak's orbit, that belt might end up on, on Gunther. Maybe it's it'll end up back possible. on pay-per-view. Um, but uh, but I don't know, man. Honestly, Gunther will be super over if he just keeps on shopping people. I know. I know. The crowd will love that shit. And they're still chanting Walter, by the way. Yeah, they're, they haven't forgotten. No, no. Uh, Speaking of name changes, we had Kofi Kingston versus Butch. And by the way, I love Pat McAfee always marking out for Drew Gulak. Mm -hmm. It's like my favorite thing. Oh, it's great. Uh, So we had Kofi Kingston versus Butch after this. Uh, I understand with a name change comes a complete, I guess, sort of uh, mystification. Like they all of a sudden – have never seen or heard of a bitter end, but then they'll yep. reference it at the same time. I know. It's the it's the stupid. Like I get. Like is it an intentional like wink and a nod to people who do know the name of the move?
3: I don't know. I honestly don't Cause, know.
2: Because Butch ended up getting the win here. There was a yep. uh, Sheamus and, and Ridge with the shenanigans and the distractions. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It distracted Kofi Kingston. Kofi turns around. and eats a bitter end, which is uh Pete Dunne's finisher. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee. What was that? What was that move? And Michael Cole says, I don't know what it was. It was crazy. It was awesome. I never seen anything like it before. But it's definitely the bitter end for Kofi Kingston. I know. why are you doing this both things, both sides I know. thing? Why are you I doing
3: know. it? I, I know they assume that no one watches NXT, but if you did watch NXT, you know for a damn fact that Pat McAfee knows exactly what that move is because he's seen it with his own eyes. He was in a faction with them. That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I know it's 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 silliness. It's absolute silliness. It's but like, I guess it's I the
3: towing know. of that line that that makes the name changes all the more irritating. If you want to bring up to the main roster it's complete repackage, and 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 you don't need to acknowledge what happened in NXT. I don't like it, but all right, clean yeah. slate. You start over. Yeah. You build someone up on the main roster with new name, new gimmick, new everything.
2: Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: it's at least consistent. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah you kinda have it both ways and it just creates confusion. Okay, is, is this supposed to be a different person? Is this the same person? <laughs> right, yeah. It's either yeah, keep them as the
2: same person or a completely new person. Don't try to do both. I know, I know. It's like trying to be clever with it just doesn't it comes off as awkward. And it's it's a little weird. It is weird. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Butch hits bitter, and he he runs away again. He goes up into the crowd, and then he goes back around. And then he comes back, and and they sort of uh, they celebrate a little bit on the stage. Yeah, it was it's I like that that aspect kind of. He's like, oh, he loses, he runs away. He wins, he runs away. Yeah, Butch is an interesting character. Uh backstage Sami Zayn is talking to Paul Heyman. That's another reason why this episode I thought was pretty strong because they had that through line. Mm-hmm. And if you want a glue of the glue of your show being Sami Zayn, that's a smart move. You got that right. Because this guy steals every scene he's in. And this this shit with him and Heyman is so good. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Listen, uh Paul, I'm the one who stood up for Roman, and I just I need to make sure the relationship between me and Roman is synergistic. And uh, he says, "I need to get my respect back," and that's his. That's been his thing for a while. He needs to get his respect back. Mm-hmm. He says, "I just want to make sure that Roman's not mad at me." And Haman says, "You know what? Roman appreciates you, and I'm going to go talk to Roman now." And he's like, "Oh, that'd be great," but if I can, and he has to stop himself because he wants to be the one to get time yeah. with the tribal chief. But Haman is basically keeping him at bay.
3: Yeah, yeah he goes into Roman's locker room. Va- Sammy just wants that validation.
2: That's what he wants. Exactly.
3: He wants the validation. He thinks if he gets Roman's validation, he'll get his respect
2: back. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: So then, yeah. Uh, the main event segment. Bloodline comes to the ring. Uh, Roman drops the promo. Says, uh, "You know, usually here's the, the 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 routine. We smash our opponents on Sunday, then we come out on Friday and tell you all what's next." He says, "We did it with Cena. We did it with Brock. This Friday is a little different. Last Sunday we smashed RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. Now there's nobody next." smashed them all smashed them all everyone is terrified of me the tribal chief is untouchable but this is where things get interesting the usos they might have somebody next because there's a challenge on the table for them but the question is what are they going to do about it so roman hands the mic to jimmy rk bro come out and orton says well yeah you smashed cena but cena is 10 times the superstar you'll ever be and Riddle talks this story about how he watches old matches before he goes to bed. He re-watched their match, their loss at Backlash, and got him to think about how this unification match needs to happen. So Orton says, Jimmy and Jay, between the two of you, you have one brain. So I'll explain this real slowly. We want a tag title unification bout, uh, and we're going to take your titles. We're going to combine the titles into one title and call it the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. What do you say? And Jimmy, not a whole lot of hesitation, says, we accept. Mm-hmm. Just not tonight, yeah. Jay says. It's next week it's on. Then we're gonna be the unified champions, and then Jimmy says I'm gonna have two titles on my shoulders. Jay's gonna have two titles on his shoulders, and Roman he's gonna have two titles. So Roman holds up his belt, and Riddle just quick bang knee right out to the of face nowhere, and, and RK Bro leave. It was pretty great.
2: <laughs> out of nowhere, it's Roman with the jumping knee, and this thing, man, Roman sold it like a it was like a shotgun blast to the face. It was amazing. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a way to end SmackDown. I marked out pretty big time for that. Uh, we got a Raw tonight. The only thing right now available for the preview is Bobby Lashley versus Amos in a steel cage, yeah. which will be something else. You know, nice I you just, I like Bobby Lashley. Oh, I a lot. Bobby Lashley's great. Amos, I, I really like Amos's friggin' character, but he's he's awfully limited in what he could do. Um Anyways, I agree. Brittany says, give Sammy the IC title for like a week just so he can walk out as part of the bloodline. Oh, that would That'd be, be
3: amazing. That would be pretty funny.
2: That would be fantastic. That would be so good. Yeah, uh, let's go and answer questions. some yeah questions. We have a thread up here on the Twitter. On our Friday news show, though, we select our questions from our YouTube community tab. We post a thread there uh, Friday mornings mm-hmm. for... Uh, for our Friday show, so be sure you are subbed over there at Going In Raw on the YouTube, and you click on that uh little notify bell, then you'll get notified when we drop the community tab mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: thing. Uh, Jason Lewis question here it says Matt Hardy tweeted out a picture of him and Jeff with Steve Blackman over the weekend, and he still looks great. He looked amazing.
2: Oh, really? I didn't yeah. see that. That's awesome. Uh,
3: what Attitude era mid Carter would you like to make an appearance in a Royal Rumble? Dan Severn. Oh, great answer. Dan Severn. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, B-Man, Patrick Sparks, which wrestler,
2: what wrestler would you want to write a book with? Oh, my God. He looks amazing. Yeah, he does. He does, He looks like he hasn't, like, except for the gray in his hair, he hasn't aged a day. He's in a phenomenal shape. He really is. Um, That's I'll, awesome. I
3: want to write a book, uh, whether it be like a, 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 a like a fan's compendium, compendium or mm-hmm. fan fiction. Seinfeld with Big
2: E. Oh, that's good. Okay. I like that. Um I'd like to write. Oh, easy. A Star Trek book with Cody. Cody. Yeah. That's that's totally easy. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's Strange New Worlds. Good stuff. Holy shit, it's good. It is really flipping good, man. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's, it's the so it's a Captain Pike one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's uh uh, it's it's episodic it's sort of like adventure of the week type thing mm. but there's because you remember you know what happened to pike right in the original series yeah, yeah, yeah. well they're doing the, that that's still a thing but during his time on the the discovery show he saw a vision of that happening and so in strange new worlds the overarching story is he's coming to grips with the fact that he knows in a decade he's going to be that mess you know mm-hmm. he's going to be in that situation and so he's like confronting his own mortality yeah. and stuff oh, like that. And it's and the dude playing Spock is so good. It's really flipping mm. good, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to do something says, what would be the best way to have a dusty finish with Cody versus Roman? So the actual technical definition of a dusty finish is when there is a decision made and that decision's reversed. Where the so, yeah where the good guy initially wins but
3: in the end they reverse it so the bad guy retained yes
2: so Cody would basically pin Roman reigns and then reigns would use you know either the wise man or whatever uh to get that decision reversed and that would just kill a crowd <laughs> that would crush like, I know unless they had Cody come back at another bigger pay-per-view and actually that went have to be the thing sort of like if I it- mean they- Sorry, go ahead. They, it, it was kind of it's kind of what they do sometimes with Money in the Bank, like when Daniel Bryan beat what was it, Cena? Uh, was it Cena for the for the title, and yeah, then Summer Randy Slam, Orton yeah. cashed yeah, in on him? Yeah, that was heartbreaking. That yeah. was like, I know, yeah, I know. I mean, I
3: would not be surprised because they have the, the Madison Square Garden show in late June. If they do Roman versus Cody and Cody wins by count out or something, just like his dad did. Mm-hmm. and then you can say well roman so either then he goes on and win to at the bank or he says roman i beat
2: you by count out you get i want another i want another shot yeah yeah that could be uh let's see here uh this is a good one white brownie says if you guys were uh to debut for new japan pro wrestling and they asked you for a vignette what would be your vignette and tagline
3: so us as a tag team
2: yeah, yeah, let's let's say it's that. Us as a tag team. I keep
3: going back to Shit Twins, but I don't know if that would be
2: I don't know if that would fly. i I'm thinking like uh so you've got what uh, uh what were they called? The uh, Grizzled Young Veterans. Mhm. Right. So we're grizzled. We're old. Uh-huh. And we'd be rookies. Oh, grizzled be old Like rookies. the grizzled old rookies, yeah. But then good. I was trying to think, going in raw, what, is there another way to say old? Grizzled, infirmed rookies. There you go. Good. Good. And then the, the actual thing would just be like, we're at the old folks' home. Mm-hmm. That would be the vignette. Mm-hmm. We're like not super old, but we're in the old folks' home. Mm-hmm. So we're like cheating at uh, whatever games they're playing. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stealing
2: jello. Good, good.
3: Uh Jeremiah Price name a wrestler who has been a mainstay at a company and what company would you like to, them to see have a run in for example Randall Keith Orton in New Japan Pro Wrestling
2: I would I think that'd be terrific I'd love to see Orton in New Japan I think a lot of people would mm-hmm. but sadly mm-hmm. that's one of those things that's never going to happen nope um I mean, pretty much any of the mainstays in New Japan I'd love to see in WWE. Like as a big, like, you know, oh, a one-time deal, you know, like an Okada versus Roman yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. I think that could be a lot of fun. Oh, that'd be Or great. Okada versus, you know, Orton would be really neat. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kobe Rose says, uh, who do you see as the next two champions of the TNT title? Let's say let's and let's take Sammy Guevara out of this, yeah, <laughs> because he could be the next one, it's entirely possible. And let's even take Page out of it because they could feud. Um, so beyond those guys, it wouldn't shock me if, given the nature of the title, it wouldn't shock me if Miro came back and won that title back. Mm-hmm. So I could see it being Miro, Miro, and then, and
3: then like Keith Lee
2: or Sting. I could see Sting. I just don't want good. Sting to happen. Sadly, I don't think it's going to happen this year, Steve. Sad last days. Uh, let's see here. Oh, man. Brandong, with this week's Dynamite being branded as Wild Card Wednesday. Yeah. Is there any way any other Dynamite can be better than it? Nope. No. The greatest Dynamite in history because it's the Wild Card Wednesday. Wild Card.
3: Nick uh, Kyle, if you two were given the chance to do a WWE Wrestler Entrance of your respective choices on tiktok whose entrance would it be and what kind of reaction would you expect from the wrestler of your choice to give for example steve as stone cold or larson as bum-ass corbin
2: oh that's good um yeah so i did i did a reaction video Mm -hmm. over at wrestlejuice of the bloodline tiktok thing and it's hilarious watching roman crack Uh, as soon as he sees that dude it is the most pure thing it's pretty great And then Jay trying to stay in character saying, hey, maybe we should whoop their asses too. (laughs) But he's just laughing the whole time. Oh, it's so good. Um, Man, I don't know. Um, Whose entrance? Hmm. Yeah, Stone Colds would be a lot of fun. He had so much energy. I know. He came out and he was just running his mouth a mile a minute. He did. It was great. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Stone. i Stone Cold entrance.
3: Um, uh, maybe I'd do like Shawn Michaels.
2: Oh, that's good. That'd be fun. Yeah, I like that. Or just do just do Sid with the fist bumps. There we go. Not a lot to that. Uh, you know what I'd do? I I'd do this. I'd recreate Scott Steiner when he came out with that tiger. But oh I'd wow, have, uh, I'd have Gypsy instead. There you
3: go.
2: A good. Idea. I'd, I'd give her like I'd do one of those little tiger costumes for her. <laughs> Uh, Greg Morris which is worse the 2000 WCW days or the Hogan Bischoff era of TNA it's gotta be 2000 WCW
3: it does I'm not that familiar with the the Hogan Bischoff TNA era but I know or at least I think it was during that era that at least they did the fly on the wall backstage segments
2: yeah right which I always
3: appreciate you're kind of adding something new to the visual language of language of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah, actually way like that approach to telling stories backstage as opposed to the typical interview or promo or something like that. You know? I always this thought that was pretty cool. A,
2: I agree. Uh, this is an easy one to answer. Hart asks, uh, what's your least favorite death Supreme match spot?
3: being caught, caught on fire.
2: We were there for it. And we almost saw a guy die, and mm-hmm. I never, I don't want to see that at all.
3: Oh, wow. Bear Waiting says, recreate Gallus' three-person handshake with the portion.
2: <sighs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Dylan says, "What are some good wrestlers and matches to watch if I want to become a wrestler?" Oh wow, man, I have no idea. I don't don't know know, because I'm not a wrestler. Not a wrestler. I don't know. I would. I would.
3: mean, I. If there's wrestlers, think Luthes. Well, I'll say if there's a wrestler whose work you appreciate, and you can find them talking about those matches. Yeah. And what led them to do the matches In a certain way Talk about the psychology of the match Uh, Maybe it's less Watching particular matches I mean that's obviously a part of it But hearing wrestlers talk about matches And how they put them together
2: Mm -hmm. I think that might be
3: That might be something I don't know But yeah I'm not a wrestler
2: Uh, Joke 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 Asks um, Is Riddle attacking Roman A hint that he's going to be facing him later on at some point. I would say probably not an overt hint. I mean, it might happen. I don't think this is them uh, telegraphing it. I think
3: it's more continuing the story, as we've seen in the last few weeks, of Riddle adopting more of Orton's tendencies, becoming more right, aggressive, yeah, yeah. more focused. Yeah.
2: Cause we and see leading, that to matches, su- leading to success. Yeah. You know?
3: I mean, for the longest time, it was always, I mean, granted, well, it still wasn't backlash. If RK Bro lost, it was always Riddle being isolated and taking that L. Mm-hmm, We've yeah. seen him actually get the win more so than the past in these tag matches they've been having.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around. We're going to raid somebody. Uh, tonight, me and the Enforcer are going to be uh, doing something, I think, on my Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Steve here. Check that out tomorrow, of course, at noon Pacific 3 Eastern. We'll be live right here at the Twitch for our Raw Review. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.